And we're back with So You Think You Know Sports. We focus on NBA, NFL, and sometimes UFC. This is really going to be an episode with college football and NFL since there is so much news and football is really kicked off. But just to give you a couple of the main subjects uh, before we get into it, there's going to be, of course, college football week one uh, kicks into gear. Last week of the NFL preseason, along with the NFL officially starting this upcoming week, along with uh, the last NBA trades and injuries, we have our NFL MVP picks along with Super Bowl picks and, of course, the big shocker, Jalen Hurts performance uh, for Oklahoma. But before we get all the way into it, I'll go ahead and introduce the host. My name is Alex, and Muhammad, say something for him. Hey, just want to say what's up to all the listeners. Thank you for listening, and keep listening. Yeah, we have those different platforms. Uh, we have our IG, So You Think You Know Sports, YouTube, Twitter, and the main piece, the podcast. But we begin with college football. It is fully kicked off with most of the uh, teams in play. Now, there's big expectations set on the top 10 college football teams. And just to name the top 10 college teams as of right now, of week one, that would be Clemson at number one, Alabama at two, Georgia at three, Oklahoma at four, LSU at five, Ohio State at six, then you have seven with Michigan, eight, Auburn, nine, Notre Dame, and 10 to round it off is Texas. But with all but two teams in play, which top team 10 impressed you the most this past week? I would probably say Oklahoma. They probably impressed me the most, mainly because Jalen Hurts, he really played a very good game. I know the guys he was passing to almost wide open. It looks like they barely had a challenge, but you got to give them credit for what they did. And I'm thinking that he had over 300 yards passing and over 100 yards rushing and like yeah. three touchdowns. So this guy, he looks like he could be a Heisman uh, candidate, but it's pretty early right now. And you're rushing to the point right here because it's, I know it's a couple of my subjects there already. <laughs> you're coming in the first couple of things. Now, uh, just to kind of even a playing field because everybody's on a knee-jerk reaction of Jalen Hurts because of his performance last night, uh, which us being on Monday right now. But uh, we there was Clemson who beat Georgia Tech 52-14. to You have Alabama beating Duke 42-3. to And Georgia uh, beating Vanderbilt 30-6. to uh, Of course, you have Oklahoma beating the University of Houston 49-31. to which says that their defense has a lot to kind of make up for there, even though Jalen Hurt did have a great performance. And LSU won 55-3. to I honestly think with that number five spot, those are, that's the team that most impressed me. It was LSU. You saw a different type of offense if you did watch the game with them. You saw the defense perform in many different ways. I think they were a very co- cohesive unit that is very surprising in that first uh, first week. Now, the Jalen Hurts thing, he did do very well, and I didn't really expect too little less than that of him. Now, I, I didn't expect the great greatness in the first game. We all have room to grow in a lot of situations uh, when it comes to these teams in the first, first week, but I would say LSU is the most 
impressive right now off the first week. Okay, that's that's true. I, I see like the margin of victory. That's pretty good. I mean, their their defense held up, but in the case of Oklahoma, <laughs> they have a problem with their defense. But it's not like they were played defense before that anyway. But Jalen Hurts, it looks like he was a one man show. Three hundred and thirty two yeah. passing yards, three passing touchdowns, and three rushing touchdowns with almost two hundred yards rushing. That's that's ridiculous. Yeah, it is quite ridiculous, but which top 10 team is most likely to drop out of the top 10 before the full season ends? And just to round off the rest of that list, because I only stopped at five, Oklahoma State beat FSU 45-21, Michigan beat MTSU 40-21, to uh, you have Auburn beating Oregon 27-21. to Notre Dame hasn't played their game yet, and then you have Texas uh, beating Louisiana Tech. 45 to 14. So who do you think is most likely to drop out of that top 10 10 before the end of the season? You know, I really like uh, the coach for this team, but they always struggle at the end of the season. And that's Michigan. For some reason, they always just implode at the end of the season. And it looked like they struggled against what's what's the name of that team? (laughs) Is Uh, it Tennessee? (laughs) Mid-Tennessee. Mid-Tennessee Something like that. State University. <laughs> I think that might be the actual name there. Mid Tennessee State University. That's what would make sense. I might be wrong, but I, that's not a bad choice. I, I wouldn't say that would be a bad choice for a team that would drop out of that top ten. But I think it's actually Auburn. Auburn is they won twenty seven to twenty one. Even though Oregon's supposed to be a really great team this uh, year all again. Well, they've had really great seasons before. I'm not saying they last year was the greatest season, but I'm I'm thinking actually I'll give you three teams that may more than likely will drop out of this top ten before the end of the year, but may make a revisit to it. Uh, by the end of the season. You got Michigan, Auburn, and Notre Dame. Those are the three teams who I don't have as much confidence in. Well, I I definitely see the Michigan team because they always seem to drop off at the end of the season. And it didn't look like they played – I mean, they played good, but not to the level that I would think somebody ranked in the top ten should, along with how Florida played, uh, the Florida Gators, because they were ranked in the top ten. But yeah. um, I'm pretty sure that's going to change. <laughs> well, they're out of it already. They, they've already kicked them out of that uh, top 10. Now, the top 10 right now does leave them out of it. Um, but um, with the big standout player, of course, Jalen Hurts, who now plays for the University of Oklahoma, just to give you a little backstory, Jalen Hurts and uh, Tua, I'm not sure how to pronounce his first name, so I'm just going to say Tua, uh, went back and forth in the 2017 and the 2018 college football season as quarterbacks for the University of Alabama, combining to win a national championship in the 2017 season. Jalen Hurt has made a move to go to Oklahoma to kind of let his star shine before he reaches the NFL availability, uh, eligibility, that's the uh, right word. Now, Jalen Hurts did perform pretty well, like he was saying. He had 332 yards passing, three touchdowns, zero interceptions, and rushed for 176 yards with a quarterback rating of 96.7. That is number one across the board on all the college quarterbacks right now. Uh, So that really, really has been a great standout performance. 
but does the performance show Alabama University that they made the wrong choice on at QB choosing to go with Tua? Even though Jalen Hurts had this very good performance, I don't think so. I think it's the system in Oklahoma that's really making him shine. I know Jalen Hurts, he is talented, but he is not the best thrower. And those guys that he was throwing to, they were wide open. I do have to give him credit for the rushing. He's always been a pretty good runner. Really, I've said that he's a running back playing quarterback. <laughs> but um, I, I really think it's the Oklahoma system that's really making him shine. Uh, Tua is still, I would say, the better quarterback. That was a great point. I, I never really thought about it like that, but he does run like a running back. I did not quite see that. Uh, he doesn't fully impress me when he throws. He did not really show he could throw because he was throwing two wide open receivers in this game, along with Dyson and up. The most impressive part was his running in this game. Uh, but mm, I, I would say that Alabama didn't, just to answer the question, Alabama didn't make the wrong choice. Tua is a system quarterback. That might benefit him in the NFL if he's able to fit towards a certain team's formula. Now, oh, are you saying Tua is a system quarterback or Jalen Hurts? I'm saying Tua is. Oh, so, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think he's a system quarterback. I know that it's a, it's a bad uh, um, kind of feel on the system quarterback thing, but a system quarterback would also be uh, Tom Brady. Tom Brady's he's perfect for that system. I mean, people think of it in a negative way that only the system builds them, but no, they fit that system best. and when you try to go outside of those rounds, that's when they get in trouble. I don't think Jalen Hurts is that quarterback. That Jalen Hurts can be a multitude of different types of quarterback. He could possibly be the Cam Newton. He could possibly be the Vic. He could possibly be the Brett Favre. He can possibly be the uh, Russell Wilson. He he can he goes throughout a spectrum. Those quarterbacks don't have to fit to one uh, system. That it just so happens that Tua does fit the Alabama system. I, I see your point about Jalen Hurts fitting different quarterback systems, but he definitely is not the better quarterback. I mean, this guy, no, he, he can't throw that I'm well. Just, no, I'm not saying he's a better quarterback. I'm just saying to answer the question, which was, does the performance that Jalen Hurts performed uh, on Saturday, uh, sorry, that was yesterday, Sunday, um, was Alabama, did they make the wrong choice at quarterback in choosing to it? And, no, they didn't have make the wrong choice. Yeah, I think Tua was definitely the better choice to make. But I, if Jalen Hurts does make it in the NFL, I don't think he's going to really go that far. He he will be somewhat like, I guess, a Tim Tebow in a way. <laughs> Ooh, uh, that's not a great – I guess it is, but it isn't. It's, it's like a compliment and a non-compliment altogether. Uh, which kind of does throw me into the next uh, question. Who has the better shot at the Heisman Trophy this year? Is it Jalen Hurts at Oklahoma? Is it Tua at Alabama? Or is it Trevor Lawrence at Clemson? The, the person who has probably the, the best chance is Tua because they're going to win games, of course. They're always going to be up on teams. Trevor Lawrence, he comes in as the favorite because he just put on a great performance last year. Everybody's riding the high from last year. But in that first game against Georgia Tech, he did not play well. 
So I'm thinking he might come come back down to earth and that sky high expectations that everybody have for him. He's just not going to meet them. And Jalen Hurts, he'll give to a, a great run for his money, but I don't think it'll be enough because the defense is just going to let him down, even though he he puts up great numbers. Okay. I, I, I definitely hear. I actually think this is a very hard choice between the three. Uh, when it comes to Trevor Lawrence, which he is the favorite right now, um, I don't think he's going to be able to match what he did last year. It, it just uh, it's hard to get that second performance to be just as perfect as the, the first year you do it. Not, not just the first year you do it, but the year that you do it so well. Um, but I, I think I actually think Jalen Hurts has the biggest biggest uh, shot at winning the Heisman because he's more of a long shot. Uh, if he wins the games, then it, it 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 pretty much lines him up for it. Two has already been there. Nobody really – pretty much the better that Jalen Hurts does, the more it hurts to us. And Trevor Lawrence is in his own lane, but I think he has to battle against himself. So in the end, who has the best up and up is going to be Jalen Hurts as long as they win the games. Yeah, and I also think Trevor Lawrence, he's battling against his own teammate, the running back. I'm not sure how to say his name, but it starts with an E, <laughs> the starting running back. <laughs> I don't want to say it wrong. <laughs> but um, with, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jalen Hurts, I just think his defense is going to let him down. He's going to put up the big numbers. But you see that they just gave up 31 points to an unranked team. It's it's just not going to be good. Yeah. Actually, you might be right. It might be Tua. It, it really might be Tua because uh, they always have a great team. They always recruit great players. It, it is the top of the top where a lot of players do get drafted. Um, but just to move it along, Urban Meyer, uh, the former coach of Ohio State and Florida University, made some big comments because he is now a, a media, sorry, a sportscaster currently uh, for this upcoming season, not a coach. He has retired. He made big news with saying that Trevor Lawrence will be the best college quarterback ever. Now, that begs a real question. Who is the best college quarterback ever? And I'm talking about any year. I'm not just talking about this year. I would probably say Vince Young might be the best college quarterback ever because he was a highlight reel. That guy was amazing. And I think a lot of people would agree with that. He was the all-around quarterback. He could run. He could throw. And he was just so talented. And he won a national championship. Yeah. And to be real, I I guess I thought I was going to have to jump on this one. But no. Uh, yes, I agree. I definitely agree. <laughs> I think Vince Young. But there's, there's some arguable others because uh, I had this uh, discussion with someone else. And there are some arguable others. There is. Tebow, because he's actually kind of silently known as the best ever quarterback, uh, college quarterback ever, just because of the things he accomplished, his leadership, and his stance in football at that time. But when it comes to the straight skills, I think it's Vince Young. He was the combo of Tebow and Vince Young. Sorry, uh, Vic, not Vince Young. Uh, Michael Vic. That was a, he was just a combo of both of them and was unstoppable. Yeah, he was unstoppable. Um, it didn't work out too well for him, for him in the pros, but he was unstoppable in college. That yeah, guy, he, beat, he was amazing. 
Yeah, he beat that great USC team uh, when they just built, built the biggest and best team around. They were the Alabama of that time. And uh, it had Reggie Bush. Who was the quarterback at that time? I can't remember his name, but I see his face right now. Was it Leinert, Matt Leinert? Yeah, I think yeah that was his name. right. There you go, Matt Liner. They they had a class talent, and they were supposed to win it that year. But of course, Vince Young shattered that with the the perfect, the best, one of the best uh, national championship I've ever seen. Yes, I have to agree. But just to go back on that comment that Urban Meyer said, Trevor Lawrence, I think mm-hmm. he probably has the best projected career as far as going into the NFL. But I don't know if he'll be the best college quarterback. Yeah, I, 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 can, I, I don't think he will even rank in the top. Uh, and when it's said and done, he won't be in the top 30 uh, quarterbacks of all time. Because there's, there's a bunch of people above him on that list. <laughs> in college? Yes. Okay. Dick okay. Tebow, uh, Vince Young. You can if you uh, if we really want to sit down and look at it, it it's a good amount. Okay, but I, I don't think being the best college quarterback is that great of an accomplishment. Really, you you want to make it in the NFL. <laughs> uh, well, you don't belittle the uh, the their at that time league. I wouldn't say that. I think I do think it's a big deal because not everybody can make it in the NFL. It's a whole different animal. So why not? That's not to go on the subject, but that's one reason why I think uh, players should get paid in the in their college years because sometimes they are just not good enough to make it to the NFL and they never get any of the benefit of when they were that great and that much entertainment. Yeah, that's true, and that's the reason why I don't hold the college game as far as being famous to that that level because you're not being compensated for it. You do all of the work, but you don't get any of the results, the the better results. I mean, you might get the fame and the hype, but whenever the lights turn off, you are not getting paid anything like the coaches or the other players in the NFL. So I, I'm going to go ahead and ask this. This is a sidetrack, but so do you just devalue it all since they're not getting paid? I devalue it compared to the NFL because – but the, the the NFL, I mean, they get paid, and you get the most fame. At like well, that, like, what do you get for winning a national championship in college? A ring and a, a couple of snacks, a boot bag, <laughs> a hoodie. So, <laughs> so like seriously, how how does that help you? It it does not help you, and that's my point. You should get paid during those years that you should be valued to what you're valued at that time, like. Zion the uh, Williamson, he was valued extremely high. It's not as high as he's going to be. Well, I, I think he was valued more when he was at Duke than he's going to be in his first year. I don't think he's going to be LeBron. It, it's just not – they're not even build, building the team to be like that for him. He could surprise us. Hey, you never know. But I still think his best marketable time was when he was at Duke for that one year. Well, that's true, but he wasn't getting paid for anything. And I do agree that the college players shouldn't get paid. Yeah, and I I agree, but what I'm saying, also, you're saying that it really doesn't matter. So national championships and stuff don't really matter because at the end of the day, they're poor. (laughs) That is true. Yeah, they are. 
And they they putting their body on the line just to get further, well, Which get noticed. Yeah, to get noticed it? in the NFL. Yeah, value that. I would say that's what I'm saying. Value that time. I say it does matter. I say the things they do do in college it does matter because they're just still making bucks, but bucks they're not getting. So I mean, but they don't get anything from that. <laughs> so, True. Yes, yes, yes. But I don't think that it, it, it counts it less. So just to kind of draw it back to what we were talking about, I don't think it's less that uh, they were such a great quarterback in college and it really didn't matter because they didn't make it in the NFL. I think it did matter because it mattered for that time because they were in that place at that time. And they should have gotten paid off of that because the whole world recognized them as the best and as the best entertainment at that time. I mean, that that's true, but I guess I, I, I guess I, I guess I, they're not I, getting paid. You're being biased. <laughs> yes, I devalue it because they're not receiving compensation, which they should. True. So it's really just an injustice. That's why I'm just saying at least give them the credit of what what they did at that time mattering. I'm just saying change your mind a little bit. It, it did matter. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. That was my point. That was just my point. Okay, I'll open my mind just a tiny bit. Just open it up a little bit more. Just say that they, they're not going to make it in that league, but they were great in that league. It's nothing less. Just because they didn't make it in the other one. I I, I might reconsider. We'll we'll get back to it at some point. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You're right, because that was way left field. But uh, to move on to the NFL, uh, the NFL season is upon us, and we've had some uh, late movement. And the NFL, there have been some big trades and there have been some big injuries that may impact the upcoming season. Uh, one of the biggest moves and the most blockbuster move would be the G. G, G I, I can't quite say this right. Jadavion Clowney, the tight end, sorry, defensive end for the Texans, has been traded from the Texans to the Seahawks for two players and a third round draft pick. Who do you think benefits more with this trade? Clowning, the Texans, or the Seahawks? I, I didn't think of it from the player's view. So, <laughs> you to give me a second. I'm thinking that, <laughs> or I'm, I'm just going to say the Seahawks, they probably gain the most out of this because they gain a very good decent defensive end who was a first-round pick um, at the time that he was drafted. Well, he was the first all, overall pick in 2014, um, if I remember right. And I think this really sets up the Seahawks to make a run for the Super Bowl, which we'll talk about a little bit later on. The Texans, uh, I mean, I mean, I, I guess it helps them some. I know they made another trade, but yeah, they got an offensive lineman out of it. That did help there. Yeah, it, it helped there, but I, I, I think the Seahawks won this trade because the if the Texans would have offered this deal earlier on, like maybe before the draft, they probably would have got more, but they didn't receive the amount that they should have for a player of his caliber. I agree, but I'm not going to say, but actually I agree completely. I do think the Seahawks benefit the most, but it's for slightly different reasons. I'd say, uh, I say the Seahawks are going to win the most in this trade because Clowney enters a contract year. And when you're in a contract year, you extremely perform because you want your money or you could end up out the door. Um, 
Texas, they only benefited a little bit. They did get two players in the third round pick, but they really just gave uh, got something good when it came to the offensive line uh, with that trade. I would say, yeah, see, Seahawks won that trade because they're going to get a hungry clowny who also adds to their very, very stout defense. Uh, so with that comment, uh, will the Seahawks defense rank in the top three this year? Oh, that's hard to say. Um, I think they'll be at least top 10. I know that's not saying much because they usually are a high um, ranked defense. I'm going to say they're top five defense right now. Safely, I'll say they're, they're top five because with uh, Clowney coming off the end, this guy is very athletic. And I think the Seahawks will use him even better than the Texans did. Yeah. Scared money don't make no money. I do say they will be in the top three. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, uh, because I think it's a different type of defense. It's not your your typical Legion of Boom. It's the Legion of Boom, too. It's the Expendables, too. That's what's going on right now. Uh, you got a couple great characters, but it just goes a little bit differently. Uh, they have a great front seven. They're, they're linebackers, they're defensive ends, they're defensive tackles. They're all stout right now. It's not in their DB range right now. They're going to have to stop them at the front versus before they had a lot of great safeties along with uh, receivers. You had Cam, uh, was it Cam Chancellor? Yeah, no. Cam Chancellor. Okay, yeah, okay. Cam Chancellor and then who went to the Seahawks? That would be um, – you, you mean who went no, to – No, sorry, uh, not the Seahawks, uh, San Fran. Oh, oh, that was um, Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman went there two years ago, which he was a, a, a main piece to the Legion of Boom. But this is a different Legion of Boom. This is Legion of Boom 2, uh, which I think is going to lead them to the top three in defense. I, it just always begs t- for more when it comes to the offensive side, when it comes to the receiver core, not Russell Wilson. Yeah, that's true. But he does well with what he's given. And I yeah. think that the Seahawks would do really well. Um, with Jadavion Clowney. Yeah, because about two to three years ago, he was given, what, Teddy Graham? <laughs> uh, no, Jimmy Graham. There you go. He was <laughs> he played like a Teddy Graham. <laughs> but <laughs> Teddy Graham. Um, that's what he, that's what he uh, played like when he got there. He was performing so great when he was at the Saints, but he just kind of disappeared off the map once he got to the Seahawks. He was with him a couple years. I think he was even in the Super Bowl year. Um, but... I, I, uh, well, you always right. ask for more when it comes to the receivers. Yeah, that's true. And right now, Jimmy Graham is with the Packers. But he, he barely does anything with the Packers right yeah. now. Like, I would know that. I really didn't know that. I, I wouldn't know that at all. I thought he might have been out of the league at this point. Uh, nobody has heard of him in a while. But one player who's kind of gotten to a bad place with his team that he's been with for a little while now, that would be the Buffalo Bills, and that's LeSean McCoy. He has been dropped from the Bills and become a big signing uh, with the Chiefs. LaShawn McCoy is a running back who has also played for the Philadelphia Eagles along with Andy Reid, the head coach of the now Chiefs, was the head coach of the Philly, the Philadelphia Eagles at the time he uh, played with the Eagles, LaShawn McCoy. He has signed a $4 million one-year deal with $3 million guaranteed. What impact will LaShawn McCoy have on the Chiefs this year? I think he will have a great impact. I think this is a very good signing for the 
Kansas City Chiefs. Um, LaShawn McCoy, he has some familiarity with Andy Reid. He's played for him with the Eagles before. And LaShawn McCoy, I still think he has some something left in the tank. He he was a, a very good running back at one point, and I, I think he still is. And he's a, he's very shifty. Um, him and Damian Williams, I think that's what the other running back, the the other running back's name is. They will be a good one-two punch. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's going to be a great impact. I think this is going to widen the field and kind of streamline them to at least the they're in the AFC, correct? Yes, they're in the AFC. Okay, AFC. Yes. Today to the AFC Championship. I think this streamlines them there. They're gonna it's gonna widen the field. It's going to resurge a old memory that they had when they were in Philly. Um LaShawn McCoy knows Andy Reid's plays. I think he still runs the offense uh in this situation, but uh I, I think it's a great impact for uh Patrick Mahomes, the whole offense. They just need to improve when it comes to the offensive line. And the defense, and of course, the defense. Yeah, and I think they did improve on the defense uh, a little bit. They got, um, what's the guy from the Arizona Cardinals, uh, the Honey Badger? They upgraded on defense, and I think the Chiefs will be just as good as they were last year on offense. So the Chiefs will definitely be something to reckon with. Yeah, I completely agree. So do you see this as the last chance for LaShawn McCoy if things don't work out in Kansas City? I, I think somebody would still pick him up. Um, it, it really depends on how he plays. Like if he is on the team the whole season and then the team loses or whatever and they let him go, I think he still has a chance to play somewhere else. Uh, maybe, maybe not. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure what they kind of – made to be the issue with LaShawn McCoy. I know there's an under, underlying he might resist when it comes to him in the league. Uh, I just think it will work well. I don't think they're ever going to end up having to hit that exit uh, exit point, but it's going to be up in the air when it comes to next year if they actually sign him to another year get deal. Because this is uh, only a one-year deal. Yeah, that's true. I think that's just to be a, a trial run. Um LaShawn McCoy, I'm thinking that he was released by the Bills because he's an older running back and the team is trying to get younger. And why keep an older running back on the team when you have a younger team? Yeah, it it didn't help that he averaged three yards a rush last year. That that doesn't vote. Seriously, it doesn't vote well in that uh, right. Um, But I just think that is because the Bills all around wasn't that great. Um, But to move along, the Dolphins. Now, Clowney, Davion Clowney, uh, was interested in joining the Dolphins, but they said no thanks. Uh, but the Miami Miami has made some recent moves trading with the Texans. They gained two first-round picks and one second-round pick. So the Texans received the offensive lineman uh, Tinsel and Kenny Stills, a uh, linebacker from the Texans. But with a couple of these... Mm, kind of skeptical moves by the Dolphins. Are the Dolphins already tanking the season by trading off all their assets, even though the season hasn't begun? I think they are just, you know what, they are tanking. They're tanking Mm -hmm. slightly. They're going to try to play the best that they can with what they have. 
but they're just tanking. They're not going to be that good of a team. I think they'll still be, I guess, serviceable. I don't think they'll be the worst team, but the the Dolphins, they have a whole new coach, Brian Flores, who came from the Patriots, and he's just trying to clean house and start over. I don't think he really likes the quarterbacks that he has right now anyway, so they're, they're tanking for uh, two of next season. I agree. They said, we're going to sell a couple tickets. Uh, we'll, we'll still operate as a business as normal, but we're building for the future. We don't think we have a shot uh, going on right now. So I do think they're, they're getting rid of all the assets for specific reasons. Um, start ahead of what has been happening to them for the past 10 years, 10 to 20 years, uh, really. Um, but uh, what are the upsides to making these type of uh, trades? Well, the upside is they got, I think, two first-round picks, which is kind of foolish on the um, Texans' side. They, they, I, I'm thinking they got a first-round pick for next year and the year after. So <laughs> I mean, they're, they're building for the future. They're, they're adding picks, which is very valuable for the NFL. And I, I'm guessing they're, they're just trying to do the best with what they can with, with the talent that they have on their current team right now. I actually think they're making some very smart moves on the low. They're they're making what they're doing. I think underlying what their real uh, objective is is to wait out these last two years of Tom Brady being in their division in the league and try to take over the division and take it over for a good long while. I honestly think that's what their moves are. They they're, they're saying, hey, Tom Brady has signed the two more years. We don't see us actually winning with the team we have. Why not build towards when he's not here? I think that's the underlying objective. Okay. Um, so you think Tom Brady will be gone in the next two years? That's the contract he signed. And I honestly, it sucks to say, but I think he's going to get at least one more. One more Super Bowl? Yeah. I hate the Patriots, but I think he's going to get one more just the way his division is set up and the way the league is set up. I hope so. You know, just go ahead and go out on the seven rings. Um, yeah. Make it back to back. Just get it this year and then be good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, keeping it in the same division with the Patriots, uh, the powerhouse Patriots at this time, uh, after winning a couple Super Bowls in the past decade here, uh, have they gained a good number of assets this offseason. Just to name a few, Tom Brady has re-signed for at least two more years. Josh Gordon has been reinstated so that he can now play on the team. And he's a great, great receiver uh, from what we've seen last. He's coming, they're coming off a, I would say, forgettable Super Bowl. Ask anybody who isn't a Patriots fan. But uh, uh, bad news has come about with the staff being informed that David Andrews, the Patriots center, was hospitalized with blood clots in his lungs and will not be playing this season. They also uh, cut DeMarcus Thomas. But do you see this holding the Patriots back from a successful season? I don't think this is going to hold them back, but they will struggle um, early on, especially with the offensive line. Um, I know they made a couple of trades to get some uh, veteran offensive linemen, but since they don't have that familiarity with the offense, it's going to take a little time. I mean, it's 
this was very close to the season starting. So the those linemen aren't really going to know the offense that well. And they did cut Demaryius Thomas, but they just brought him back because the wide receiver that they drafted in the uh, NFL draft this past season, or this past year, he's going to open up the season on injured reserve, which is not a good sign. I mean, he, he just got drafted and he's already being injured. Well, the Patriots don't have a good record with uh, developing wide receivers. Um, but I, I don't think this will um, hurt them too badly, but they will struggle a little bit out of the gate and then get on a run later on. Yeah, I, I think they'll have to kick off the dust, but I still don't think that's going to hang them up that much. Uh, the system is it's packed tight. Uh, it, they have a, a lockdown system that just in case, just in case, just in case, cheating doesn't work. <laughs> uh, then <we're, laughs> I had to throw a shot. Uh, of just course. in case it doesn't work, we have backup plans to win. Uh, it, it's not always cheating. I do give them a lot of credit, but we all know they've, they've had some sketchy moments uh, in uh, the past year. Uh, but this past year? <laughs> well, no, no, I'm not saying this past year. I'm saying in past years, like in that recent years, deflating the ball. You know, just, I'm not going. I'm not going to try to dig into it unless you want me to open that box. <laughs> but no, not right but, now. But we will. No, no, we're good. Well, one point, one point. But are the Patriots still the front runners in this division, which the division consists of the Miami Dolphins, the New England Patriots, the uh, New Jersey Jets, the New Jets, York. Uh, yeah, New, York right, Jets. New York Jets and the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, the Patriots, they still run this division. Um, they are still the king of this division. But it won't. I still don't think it will be as easy as people say. I think the Jets will give them a run for their money. And the Jets, they will be better than what people think. The Buffalo Bills, they probably will still not be good. And the Dolphins, they're not going to be good. So I think the Jets will they'll, they'll probably be the second best team in that division. So you all already as a Patriots fan, uh you all start off the season knowing you only have one one team that can stop you and win in the division, which is a guaranteed uh playoff spot and home field <laughs> advantage. That, that, you literally have not started the season and that is the position the Patriots are in. Uh, the, we, we've already established that the Miami Dolphins are tanking. They're planning for the future. Buffalo Bills just suck. That's what it is. Now, I agree. The Jets are the biggest competition. I was going to say exactly the same thing. The Jets are the biggest competition, but we all know the Jets have never really put it together uh, since they would have had maybe Brent Favre. And uh, it's, it's just, come on. Uh, the Jets being the biggest opposition in the division – they have LaShawn McCoy, sorry, not LaShawn McCoy. Uh, they have from the Steelers. What's his name again? Le'Veon Bell. There we go. Yeah, Le'Veon Bell. They have Le'Veon Bell and everything. But be very honest, nobody scares the Patriots in this division, not even a little bit. Well, um, come on now. Don't don't sleep on the Jets. The Jets, they're going to do something. relying on the running back? which are relying on a really, a really good running back. And he does have a revenge year in him. But it's, I, I think even if they beat them two times that year, let's say the Jets beat the Patriots twice that year. 
Do you know that the, uh, they can still win the division, technically? All they have to win is both games against the other two teams? Yeah, that's true. But um, I, I think... They just, just didn't do that well as a season, which I don't I don't expect them to win more than nine games. And a nine-game season would be great for the Jets. Yeah, that would be good for the Jets. Um, but that's, that sucks for the Patriots. That's a horrible year for the Patriots. That's not a horrible year, but it's a, a mediocre year for the Patriots. Yes, it is. It is. Um, and that's a different but, standard. That's a, that's a difference. That's what I'm saying. Just to interrupt. Yeah, that's my point. Well, I mean, these teams, they do have different standards. The Jets, they haven't done anything lately. So making the playoffs is a huge accomplishment, which they might just get close to doing. And just speaking on the Patriots playing the Jets, they actually played the Jets twice in the first six weeks. So they get those games out of the way pretty quickly. So you get a newly put together Jets against the uh, defending champ Patriots uh, in the early part of the season. So their biggest competition is put against them in times where actually you're working against either your experience or them not being tired. So I guess from any point of view, you can say the Jets might win out in that situation, but at best, I think they split that uh, those two games. At best for the Jets. Okay, um, just maybe. That, I think I can see that situation, and I think you shouldn't sleep on the Jets' defense. The, the Jets' defense, they will be something to reckon with. I don't think this gonna be. I'm not sleeping on. It. I think they're gonna be really good. Two two very good games, or maybe one not so good game where the Patriots just uh, suck that game, and that's why the Jets win. It, it could go either way, whatever. But I still think if they split those games and the Patriots win against Miami, who's tanking, and the Bills, who suck, that's still five games in the division. Yeah, that's true. I'm, I'm just saying that the Jets, they will give the Patriots a run for their money, but probably will still come in second in the division. Yeah. Uh, okay. I, I I definitely hear you on uh, that. Uh, I still think the Patriots, they win the division and somehow it knocks the Jets from out of contention for going for being in the playoffs this year, uh, which is not particularly a super disappointing uh, season. They're slightly trying to build for the future. Um, they, they also want the now. But we are moving into week one of the NFL. It starts Thursday. September 5th at 8.20 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with the Bears versus the Packers. We have a couple of different matchups. There are highlighted throughout this upcoming week because there will be games on Sunday and the Monday night game doubleheader. But just to kind of run down the list, we're going to go ahead and make some quick picks on these matchups for week one. With the Bears and the Packers, who do you think pulls out that first game? I think that the Packers will pull out this one. And Rodgers, he's going to go on a tear. He is looking to prove something. A lot of people have been doubting him coming into the season, and he will put everybody back on notice by defeating the Bears. I I, I got my I have my money on the Bears. To be real, uh, I believe heavily in Khalil Mack in their defense, and I think the Packers have a lot of kinks to to iron out. There's still an underlying beef between the new coach and the now veteran quarterback. 
to the point where now Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers agree uh, on things. Uh, I, I would say right now, to be, begin off the season, the Bears will uh, get this first game. Just to move along, uh, we'll go quick on these because that might take too long to go deep into each one. Uh, we have uh, one of the 1 o'clock games on Sunday, September 8th, the Chiefs versus the Jaguars. Who do you think takes that game? But the Chiefs definitely take this game. I think this is a two-touchdown win for the Chiefs. I know the game is at the Jaguars, but I don't think that's going to affect the Chiefs too much. They beat the Jaguars at the Jaguars last year, and I'm thinking the same will happen. Yeah, I, I agree. I think the Chiefs will put on a show. Even though I do think the Jaguars are going to come back a little bit more this season, their defense is going to be a little bit better, uh, I think it's a, a touchdown and some extra points uh, more. Not a full two touchdowns, but somewhere within 14 points uh, of the win, the Chiefs over the Jaguars. To move along, still a 1 o'clock game, there's the Browns versus the Tennessee Titans. Who do you have? Oh, I got the Browns. The Browns better win this game. If the Browns don't win this game, the locker room is imploding. Because if they lose to the Titans, and that is, it's almost, in a way, a psychological season ender. Because they have sky-high expectations. And if they lose to the Titans, a team that nobody's expecting to win, then it's it's a psychological, toxic um, atmosphere that's going to happen. I I don't think a bomb is going to blow up like that off of a loss uh, to the Tennessee Titans. And I I agree. I'm going with the Browns because we're not even sure that um, uh, what's his name? Um, Marcus Mariota. Mariota. There we go. Mariota is even starting this year. It's it's very unclear on who even is their starting quarterback. So it would be it would be toxic to lose to them. But I don't think to that degree. I think that if they do catch an early loss to Tennessee, it's going to drive them extremely hard the rest of the season that they're going to possibly, hopefully, put their head down and stay out of the media. But (laughs) I don't think that's going to happen. That's why I said possibly. I I couldn't fully uh, attach them to really doing what they're supposed to do. And it's a whole lot of – um, showboaters on that team now, <laughs> just to kind of say it. But uh, to move along, another 1 o'clock game, there's the Panthers versus the Rams, the St. Louis Rams. Who do you think takes that matchup? I think the Rams take this one. Um, I'm thinking a lot of people are thinking that the Rams are just going to really hammer down on the Panthers, but I, I don't think so. The Panthers will hold up really well. I think their defense is – better than what people think. They always have a pretty good defense. And this will be a close game that I think the Rams might win by three points. Okay. Uh, I could I could see that same result. I know we're put, pulling very heavy to uh, the ideas of last year uh, of these teams. And it's always a little bit more complicated than that when the game actually starts and a new year kicks off. So I actually think – just to kind of dice it up, that the Panthers do take this one versus the Rams. Um, and I, I'll go ahead and move along with that one. Uh, another 1 o'clock game is the Redskins versus the Eagles. Who do you have? I got the Eagles winning this one um, mostly pretty easily. The The Redskins last year, they were a really beat-up team. I know we were just talking about um, it being more complicated than just picking off the last season. But I think the Eagles, they take this game pretty easily. 
I think the Redskins surprise the Eagles and come out with a rookie quarterback who who shows out. Uh, but the NFL catches up to him pretty quickly by game three, and they have a they have a great start off out of nowhere. I think the Redskins, because there's always a surprise team. I, I I think we shouldn't think of logic uh, when we think of these winners of these games. That's why people bet and lose often. Uh, just to kind of throw off logic, I'll because my, my logic is that the Philly the Philadelphia Eagles would win, but I think. Just to dice it up, Redskins come out with an early win in the season and a confidence booster. Okay, so but, uh, are you saying are, are you saying that Dwayne Haskins is going to start? Because I'm not sure if he's actually starting. Oh, I, I I thought he might be starting, but I'll I'll still say uh, they just to kind of dice it up that they, somehow they still come out with the win. Um, there's more to the team than the quarterback, but it is the main piece. To move on to the 4 o'clock games, you have the Giants versus the Cowboys. Who do you see making that, uh, getting that win? I think that the Cowboys, they will live up to expectations and win this game, but it won't be by a lot. I think this is a low-scoring, hard game with the Cowboys just edging out the Giants. Um, I say the Giants win this. Uh, it's like uh, you're just going against everyone that I pick. <laughs> no, no, I'm just going against logic for most reasons. I, I say the running back wins this matchup. And who has the better running back right now? That would be the Giants. I don't think the quarterbacks are going to come out to shine. I don't think the def- defense is going to be extremely overwhelming on each, each side. So I think the biggest difference is going to be the running back. And you have a great running back uh, with um, – I'm not sure why I'm bad with names today, but what's his name? Saquon Barkley. Yeah, Saquon Barkley. I think that that actually tells the story of the game. Okay. Um, You know what? I I wouldn't be too surprised if the Giants win, mainly because they don't have Ezekiel Elliott. And then the Cowboys, they're coming off with this big hype. Everybody has these huge expectations for them. And then it comes down and implodes like – it does, like usually for Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, like normal. <laughs> like normal. <laughs> but <laughs> to move along, the Colts and the Chargers, who do you have? I got the Chargers winning this game. The Chargers, I'm thinking that they're trying to shoot for first place in their division. They are a Super Bowl caliber team, and the Colts would just not have enough for them. Uh I do think it's the same. I think the Colts come up short. They they give a good showing of we're together, we're still a good team, but it's going to be a whole, whole lot of dust to knock off with a new quarterback in charge uh, with Andrew Luck retiring. So I do see the Chargers taking this win. Uh, to move along, the Seahawks versus the Bengals. I'm thinking that this is a blowout. I don't think the Bengals have any chance of winning this game. I give them maybe a 5% chance. I think the Seahawks, they show up and destroy them. Okay. Uh, I don't know about destroying them, but I do think the Seahawks do win this game. Um, And then we have the night game on Sunday night, the Steelers versus the Patriots. I kind of know who you're going to pick, but go ahead and make your pick. (laughs) My pick is the New England Patriots. I think that their defense will be something to reckon with. Uh, their defense was very good in the preseason. I know you shouldn't judge everything by the preseason, but whenever 
the first team was all out there, their defense played pretty well. Um, and I think the, the Steelers, they'll def- definitely give them a run for their money, but just to only come up short, just by three points, the Patriots win by three. Okay. I, I, my pick is the Steelers. I think it would be an early confidence booster for them to win this first game. And it's not that much of a big big deal if the Patriots lose the first game, uh, which is going to just uh, – it's going to end up having the Patriots – not the Patriots, but the Steelers uh, win the game uh, and feeling like they've proven something against Antonio uh, Brown. Uh, they, I just think that's what they're going to be riding off of. Patriots is kind of not that big of a deal. Um, and to move along, the Monday there's a doubleheader on Monday night, September 9th, uh, 9th and it starts at 7, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the Texans versus the Saints. Uh, who do you have there? I have the Saints winning this game against the Texans. I think this will be a very good high-scoring game. I don't think either defense is really going to show up to play that much. So I'm thinking that the Saints take this one at home in the dome. Uh, um, yeah, I also agree. I think the Saints are going to come back for revenge. They want to make a uh, good run to the Super Bowl and usher Drew Brees out if he wants to retire uh, with a Super Bowl win or at least a Super Bowl appearance. Um to for that last Monday night game, the Broncos versus the Raiders, who do you think makes that uh matchup worth watching and makes the win? Gets the win. <laughs> well, to answer the, the last question, who makes it worth watching? I think the show of Antonio Brown will make it worth watching, but I think the Broncos are actually gonna win this game. Um playoff Flacco will show up and beat the Raiders at their home. Ooh. Because the reason why I say worth watching is because it's going to be at 10.20 p.m. on a Monday night. Not a lot of people were up at that time. Eastern Standard, uh, maybe on the West Coast, but this is going to be a hard game to catch. And you're really going to want to have to watch it. But there is one person who is going to make it very worth watching. That would be Antonio Brown. Everybody wants to see what he has in the tank after freezing his feet, having helmet issues, and just being the whole headliner for the offseason of the NFL. I think the Broncos come out with this one also. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the same answer is yours. Raiders make it worth watching, but the Broncos will come out with the win. Yes, I agree. Um, the Raiders, they're just not going to be good. They're their um, schedule is very hard. I don't see them really making it that far. And Antonio Brown will make the locker room very toxic. Yeah, uh, I was. I would try to be against that and be very positive normally. But he's been a toxic player to the league uh, this offseason. I'm very much on his side most times. But I, I would have to agree uh, that he will possibly be very toxic towards his other uh, players in that locker room if things go wrong uh, or when things go wrong. <laughs> but <laughs> to move it's inevitable. To, yeah, it, it is inevitable as our next subject is. Our next subject is about females in the NFL. Now, 37-year-old Carly Lloyd, uh, three-time World Cup winner, has been receiving very serious offers to kick in the NFL. 
after she banged through a 55-yard field goal at a joint practice between the Ravens and the Eagles this preseason, there's mutual interest between Carly Lloyd and the NFL to make her the first ever woman in the NFL, as an NFL player. Uh, thinking of starting this journey in the beginning of the 2020-2021 season, which will be a year from now, uh, with this beginning, at first glance, looking like a great partnership, do you have any reservations? Sorry, do you think the NFL is moving in the right direction? Yeah, I think they are moving in the right direction, trying to incorporate women in the NFL. But it's still kind of tricky because what do you do whenever you hit the woman? Like, how are people going to look at that? I, I don't know how to react to that. Like, yeah, I know she's a kicker. She's not going to be involved in tackling that much or having to um, evade players or anything. But the point will come where she will have to do something like that if she does get this opportunity to play in the NFL. I, I kind of err on the side of caution on, like, how to react to this. I, I, I don't know. I agree. And I should have asked both questions together. I started to say the first question, which is, what are your reservations in this beginning, along with are they moving in the right direction? I thought both putting them together would kind of confuse the answers, because I do think the NFL is moving in the right direction. They're moving in the right direction towards uh, progressively joining things where being a kicker is not outside of the realms of something a woman can perform on a football field. But you do have to throw in my reservations on this coming to fruition. Uh, my hesitation would be the same thing as yours. When, what is, happens when we have to hit her? Uh, when when a, a full-grown prime athlete who designed for hitting hits a female on the field because she's within the, the realm of play. Yeah, that's true. But um, I guess, I mean, you signed the contract. You know what you signed up for. So I'm guessing she can take the hit. Okay, yes, yes. But it, then it throws you back to whether they're moving in the right direction because we're moving towards uh, player safety, and that whole movement, uh, just ask Andrew Luck and the reason why he retired. Um, so it, it kind of rounds it back around because even the regular kicker in the NFL does not fare well when he gets hit by the other trained athletes on that field. They try at all costs to stay away from getting hit by these actual, and that, that sounds real biased when I say actual football players, but by these trained hitters. Yeah, um, I mean, I've seen some kickers lay down some wood a couple of times, but yeah, um, big kickers. <laughs> yeah, just speaking on big kickers, I mean, some of them don't even stay in that good of a shape. <laughs> yeah, all you need to do is kick. That's one reason why it's not. A, it, it sounds bad to say that, but it's not that hard. It wouldn't be out of the rounds for a female to do fill that position. Yeah. Um. I think it's a step in the right direction for the NFL, but it won't be too long after that there will be an outcry for them to play other positions like quarterback or um, 
a wide receiver. I'm thinking more of a quarterback, yeah. mainly because they are protected more. I, honestly, I would say receiver because uh, either one is very hard. But I would uh, to for females to, to fit. But I think quarterback, it is more likely for you to get hurt quite often. You're going to get hit. You're going to get hit as a quarterback. You don't always get hit as a receiver. You can be, if she's in the NFL, she's going to have to be a standout athlete anyway. She's going to have to be elusive. She's going to have to be fast. And it doesn't, it's really not going to have to do with strength at all when it comes to a female who would fit that position. I just know that's what they would be recruiting off of for a female. So more than likely, she's going to be extremely elusive. That, yeah. that doesn't, it doesn't fully help you as a quarterback because you're going to eventually get hurt. Uh, not hurt, but hit. Yeah, but you can. You have a line in front of you protecting you. And along with the NFL referees, they're going to try to protect them too by throwing flags and making sure that people don't give late hits on them. I, I would say that a female would be a quarterback first in the XFL before they would be in the NFL. Um, okay, I can agree with that. I, I think there will probably be more female players in the XFL um, than th- than they would be in the NFL at any point. It, it's very hard because, first off, you're going to have to have that female be a standout athlete in the college league to even get to the NFL league. Oh, that, that's another thing. Do yep. they still apply to the same rules? Do you have to play three years? In well, college. You don't have to play three years. You just have to be three years removed. Uh, well, no, is it? Oh, sorry, what is the rule? I, I, is the same rules on a kicker? It, it can't be. Because you can pick <laughs> anybody off the uh, side of the street. I, I mean, but sure most of these guys. Out, out of high school. I think that's what it is. It has to be. Yeah, that's true. Because, I, I mean, you can pick anybody um, that's older. I mean, th- these guys, they're usually being taken off the street. And they played in the NFL as a kicker before. Yeah, so I I, I do think it's three years removed on that rule, but uh, she is a great one to be fill that slot because of her actually being able to kick very well, and there being a need for very good kickers in the NFL. Uh, to just move a little bit uh, faster here uh, is, and to kind of give a side note, uh, last side note here, um, is there any room in this NFL for Des Bryant, or have we just forgot about him? I honestly forgot about him. Um, I don't think there is any room. There's there's too many electric receivers that can just explode and run many routes, so I don't think there's any room for him. He's too old, too slow, and nobody wants to deal with the, I guess, the outside stuff with him that that doesn't deal with football yeah and i honestly had forgotten about him until i ran across a story saying he was trying to make a comeback and honestly he was just in the nfl last year we completely forget that i i completely put him off the list of ideas of possible receivers and he is still in prime not prime years but he's in very usable years uh of his career i think there is room for him he just needs to take a more quiet role on whatever team he's on. I think he would be a great match for the Chiefs or maybe the Seahawks. I, I think those are re- really good spots for him right now. 
Chiefs would take the chance, but I think the Seahawks would. The Seahawks might, but I, I, I don't think that he would actually do anything. I, I'm thinking that he might end up just being cut if he does ever get close to making the team. Ah, dang. Wow, you don't even think he's in the right shape for the NFL anymore? I don't think he's good enough anymore. Wow. Well, I think we're getting caught up too much in the media controlling his his persona in the in the, uh, in the NFL. Uh, I think he still is a usable receiver. I think we just kind of – everybody got turned off about him controlling a team and I guess being the T.O., of a team, uh, attitude-wise, uh, this is my team, I should get my receptions, things like that, that everybody's erased them from their possibilities of even being in the league, even though Larry Fitzgerald is still in the league, and Des Bryant came in the league, what, many years after him? Yeah, Des Bryant came after him, but Larry Fitzgerald, he changed his game to where it can fit fit to him playing right now like he's not just relying on athleticism he's relying more on being experienced and knowing where to be Des Bryant he relied a lot on athleticism this guy he had a torn Achilles tendon he's, he's coming off of that injury so a guy who relies oh, wow. mostly on athleticism yeah a, a guy who mostly relies on athleticism he's not going to do too well if he didn't if he didn't actually like run all of the routes right beforehand. Yeah. I honestly forgot about that. I forgot he got picked up by the saints and soon after got that Achilles injury, which dropped him out of all memory of anybody thinking about the NFL. Um, well, yeah, I, with that idea in my head, uh, he might be done. I, I think he's done. That's, a uh, Achilles injury is nothing you can really shake off that easy, especially as a receiver. You have to make so many cuts. Yeah, that's true. And he just relied on athleticism yeah. and he, he wasn't a top notch receiver before um, last year, whenever he was looking for a team. So, I mean, that already knocks him down another level and I don't know what you get now. Yeah. I, uh, I agree. Nobody really should be taking that big risk. Uh, I I don't know. I don't know. It depends on what you show him when you uh, get him to the workouts. Um, but to kind of quickly uh, push it along here, we'll do uh, these last two quick subjects. Who is your early NFL MVP pick? My early pick is Aaron Rodgers. I think a lot of people, they doubt Aaron Rodgers going into this year. Aaron Rodgers, he has not had um, that great of a season the past two seasons and he's really looking to prove that he is one of the, well, he still is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And I think he will prove that. So I'm thinking that Aaron Rodgers, he will go on a tear this season and um, put up fantasy, huge fantasy numbers and win his third NFL MVP. Okay. I think that is a very good choice. I, I do think that's a re- really good choice because he has a lot to overcome. And if he does succeed, he put up the numbers, he will get MVP. But my pick right now, I say, would be Drew Brees because he was in line for it. Uh, the NFL kind of wanted to kind of give it to him already, but Patrick Mahomes' numbers were just so overwhelming last year. 
and I, I kind of would still either go with either one of them, Patrick, Patrick Mahomes or Drew Brees, but I think Drew Brees somehow edges it out. If the numbers are close, he wins it this year. Well, I'm thinking that Drew Brees kind of – he takes a step back this season. I don't think he puts up the same type of stats that he did last season. I think teams, they're really going to zero in on him. I mean, he's still going to do well like he usually does, but it's not going to be MVP level. Well, I, I think he still has the same system. He has the same coach. Uh, they got a lot of answers kind of sketched out there. So I, I still think he's that front runner. And to round this out right before the questions, who is your early Super Bowl winner for the 2019-2020 season, right before we begin this 2019 season on Thursday? Okay, my Super Bowl pick for the NFC side I'm going with the Seattle Seahawks. I'm thinking that I'm thinking that the Seattle Seahawks they're really gearing up their defense to play uh, very well. Russell Wilson, he's going to come back and do what he usually does, and their offensive line will play better for them. Um, the Seattle Seahawks they will get over the hump and make it to the Super Bowl. And on the other side in the AFC, the Kansas City Chiefs they finally get over the hump, make it to the Super Bowl. But um, not to the point where they're good enough to win. I think Russell Wilson, he will uh, he will show that he is very experienced and show the young buck, Patrick Mahomes, this is how you do it, and beat the Chiefs for the Super Bowl. Wow, that's a really good pick. I, you know, I like the Seahawks, so I would love for that to kind of come about. My pick is also the Chiefs, but I think the Chiefs win it all the way out. I was going to say that I don't know who makes it in the NFC. I think that's really a toss-up on that side. I think the AFC is a little bit locked down to only a couple of teams who have a real chance of making the Super Bowl. And the one with the best chance right now, I would still say, is the Chiefs, um, which with the addition of LaShawn McCoy makes them an extremely great Super Bowl uh, contender along with one, I would say, winner right now. Um, but that is a great choice with the Seahawks because uh, uh, it is about due for Russell Wilson to make it back uh, to that stage again. Yeah, and I think that um, he will prove that he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league because people always kind of put him on the edge but don't probably give him the much-deserved respect. Um, they still kind of look back on those Legion of Boom days, along with uh, Marshawn Lynch running the ball, but he's definitely moved, moved past that, and he is an elite quarterback in the league. Yeah, I I agree. Um, but now we're going to move on to the questions. Uh, we'll meet you next uh, Wednesday when our next episode airs. Um, and right after the first week of the NFL season, there'll probably be big news in other areas of sports, but we will cover it all. We are your main source. Uh, but we move on to the questions, the trivia part, where, as always, there are three questions. Your guess is about as good as mine. Uh, they are all multiple choice. So you have a little bit of time to answer here. And we'll go ahead and start off with that first question. Go ahead, Mom. Which NFL team currently has two Heisman Trophy winners on it. A, Cleveland Browns, B, Tennessee Titans, or C, Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Oh, 
That is kind of hard. I have to kind of think of who's won the Heisman in the past couple, past decade, and who's on what team. Um, but go ahead and repeat again the question and answer form. Which NFL team currently has two Heisman Trophy winners on it? A, Cleveland Browns, B, Tennessee Titans, or C, Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Mm. I think this is a very hard choice, but I, ooh, I'm going to go ahead and knock out one of these, and I'm going to have you repeat the question and answer again. I don't think it's the Buccaneers, so go ahead and pre- repeat the question and answer again. Which NFL team currently has two Heisman Trophy winners on it? A, Cleveland Browns, B, Tennessee Titans, or C, Tampa Bay Buccaneers? I think Mariota won, and I know Baker Mayfield Mayfield won also, so that makes it really hard there. So I'm going to go ahead and answer and say... The Tennessee Titans. That is correct. Um, wow. Okay. Okay. Who's the other who's that? person? Because I, I go ahead. Okay, I was going to ask you who was the other person <laughs> that you think yeah. it was. Well, yeah, the person is um, the person is Derrick Henry. Okay. He what, got one for Alabama. Alabama. I, whew, I he disappeared in my memory of uh, Heisman Trophy winners. Um, but yeah, I'm glad I got that one right. Right. Go ahead with the oh. second question. Go ahead. Oh, also, just to add on to the last question, uh, Jameis Winston got a Heisman also he did. on the Tampa oh, Bay I Buccaneers. I wasn't sure whether he got one or not, uh, but I was pretty sure there was not a second one on that team. Yeah, and I'll continue with the next one. Who was the 2018 NFL Rookie of the Year? A, Baker Mayfield, B, Nick Chubb, or C, Saquon Barkley? Oh, I'm pretty sure I know this one. You can made it like you. It was it's still a hard question, but I know if you would have thrown one other person in there, I would have definitely not known. Now all these players did have really great seasons, but if you would have put Patrick Mahomes in that, I would not be sure. Uh, I honestly would not be sure. Uh, but well, was that even his rookie year last year? Yeah, I was about to say that was not his rookie year. It was just the first year he started. Yeah, that's well. He did start one game at the end of the season, his rookie year, but it didn't really matter. Okay, okay. So yeah, that would have still thrown me off, even though I didn't know that that was not. I, I kind of knew that wasn't his official first season. Um, and one last time with the question and the answer, then I'll answer the question. Who was the 2018 NFL Rookie of the Year? A. Baker Mayfield. B. Nick Chubb. Or C. Saquon Barkley. Um, I, I'm pretty sure it's Saquon Barkley. Uh, now, Baker Mayfield would have been a good choice also, but I, I'm pretty sure it's uh, Saquon Barkley. That is correct. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't really – I just knew. <laughs> I just knew on that one. I can't really come up with other reasons why. All right, number three. Which of the following NFL QBs have never won an NFL MVP? A, Phillip Rivers, B, Cam Newton, or C, Matt Ryan? Mm, now, that kind of throws it in with a little bit of old, a little bit in the middle quarterbacks there. 
Uh, I think they've been spread up at least at a minimum about four years between each uh, draft class. I don't think Matt Ryan and uh, Cam Newton were drafted close together at all. I think it might have been at least four years between them. Uh, but just a side note. Um, but, yeah, go ahead and repeat the question and answer again for him. Which of the following NFL QBs have never won an NFL MVP? A, Phillip Rivers, B, Cam Newton, or C, Matt Ryan? Hmm. I, I'm pretty sure I know who hasn't gotten one. Um, but uh, we'll give you one last try to kind of guess this before I answer it. Uh, go ahead with the question and answer one last time. Which of the following NFL QBs have never won an NFL MVP? A, Phillip Rivers, B, Cam Newton, or C, Matt Ryan? All right. So I know for a fact Cam Newton uh, won one that was also the same year he went to the Super Bowl, so we're going to go ahead and count him out. Uh, now we have Phillip Rivers and we have Matt Ryan. I'm pretty sure Matt Ryan had a great year not too long ago where he won the MVP of the league. I think it might have been two to three years ago. Uh, so I would say Phillip Rivers has never won one. I'll go with the A. That is correct. Ah, I got three. Yeah. <laughs> you got, uh, <laughs> did you get three right the last time? Uh, I don't think so. I think I might have lost one. I'm not sure. But I think that was the one before this one. Oh, I mean, like two two back episodes. Okay. Well, I mean, I that was um, probably a little bit on the easier side. Maybe well, the, really, maybe two of them. Not really. It's kind of uh, – the questions are supposed to be like if you know or you don't know or you're guessing. So it's not – it shouldn't always stump me. It should be basic knowledge. So I say they were good questions. But, of course, I would say that if I got them all right. <laughs> but <laughs> – <laughs> but to uh, kind of go ahead and end it off, we will meet you next Wednesday, where it will be the, after the first week of the NFL season. There will be plenty of news and other facets of sports. And this has been So You Think You Know Sports. Good night.